0: and sign up today you're listening to the portrait system
1: podcast
2: and i remember my mom like her thing was just working and paying bills and working and paying bills and then i said to myself when i was younger i was like i don't want to be like that that's not how i want to be and if that means we have to step on a few toes because our prices are a little bit higher to allow us to have the life that we want to then so be it
1: Today's guest is Hedonica Murphy, and her business is called Hedonica's Photography. So Hedonica decided at a very young age that she was going to live her life the way that she truly wants to, instead of going through the motions in a job that was just making her depressed. So she set her goals worked on her own self-value, learned to take beautiful portraits, and she replaced the income she was making as an emergency travel nurse in less than two years. And in fact, she more than replaced her income, and you'll hear all of the details of how she did this during our interview today. So Hadanika lives in a tiny town And that doesn't get in her way whatsoever. She has found ways to make her business so successful, and she's just really wise beyond her years. I'm really, really happy I had this chance to talk with her, and I know she's going to inspire you. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, Hedonica, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, Nikki, I'm doing good. What about you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk with you. Thank you so much for taking time out. I know you're back to work, and I appreciate you taking the morning off to talk with us. Thank
2: you. Um, It's really no problem. I'm excited about it.
1: Cool. Awesome. Okay. So I know that you have only really been in business full-time for just not even, what, two or three years, something like that?
2: Yeah. I started um, initially in 2017. So the last two years I've been able to go officially full-time. First it was part-time and now I'm official.
1: So what did you do before you started this
2: business? Um, before I started photography, I did a lot of um, ER travel nursing, and oh wow, yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of that was a lot of fun getting to go to a lot of different places. But you know, working the ER is super stressful, especially with like the twelve-hour shifts and all the traumas.
1: Yeah, I bet. I mean, being a nurse in general seems like it's long hours and stressful, but add in like you said, trauma of an ER, like that's intense, and then traveling all the time on top of it.
2: Yeah, because you're like away from your family, so you don't have as much of the support that you need. But luckily, my husband enjoyed flying out to different locations. (laughs) So that helped.
1: Yeah, yeah. And how long did you do that?
2: Um, I did travel nursing for about five years. So from 2014, all the way up until we started when I started dabbling in photography.
1: And what made you start just kind of dabbling in it?
2: Um, so to be honest, the traveling and just being in the ER, it was really stressful. Nursing, it wasn't mm-hmm. exactly what I thought it was going to be. I expected it to be like, oh, we're helping people and, you know, just way different. And then you get out there and it's completely different. It's always sick people. People are always dying and I'm an emotional person. So it's hard for me to leave that at work and not bring it home with me. So photography started off as just an outlet um, of a way to just not think about that stuff that's going on and photographing, like, flowers and little small things. And then it eventually built into this.
1: Wow. Okay, so, like, well, okay, I'm totally projecting my career onto you. But, like, as a social worker, I started getting depressed. And photography was, like, something fun. It was, like, a bright light. Like, did you feel like it was affecting your sort of, like, demeanor?
2: Yeah, so I'm... And I'm probably, I don't know if I'm sharing too much, but I'm working in the ER. We used to do a lot of 12-hour shift, four days a week or three days a week. Sometimes it would be I'm seven on, seven off. And I noticed that what was going on was I would get off and I would have some very large (laughs) glasses of wine (laughs) every single night that I was getting off work just to kind of decompress and i just noticed i wasn't as happy as i thought i was going to be and it just kind of hit me it's like i spend most of my life there literally cuz you you're there 12 hours awake you come home and you go to sleep and you may see your husband i'm maybe 3 or 4 hours and then you're there again and i realized i was just so unhappy that i was depressed my anxiety went through the roof because i was just i was just tired i was drained and burned out and photography actually kind of just saved me mentally cuz I was able to find something that I loved doing and then also able to make that into a career. So I did go through a lot of depression during that time. And photography was my outlet.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. So obviously you were doing the photography just for fun at the beginning. But at what point did you like realize that this was something that you could actually do for a living?
2: So, I'm when I initially started, it was just the flowers, and then I would photograph my little sister and just post her on Facebook. Looking back, my colors were off, she was totally green or yellow, and all the time. So, then friends started asking me, even though I didn't think I was great, they were like, Oh, would you photograph me? And you know, I always kind of knew my time was valuable. So, we started off where I was like, Okay, I'm $25, we can do an hour session, and you'll get like all the digitals. And I realized, you know, that wasn't sufficient because it was just a hobby. Then I was like, okay, $50. (laughs) And um, (laughs) it still wasn't going to be enough. I'd have to shoot like 200 people at $50 an hour just to get what I needed to be able to sustain. And my friend, she was telling me. You know, she was like, well, I sell images for a thousand dollars or more. And I was like, girl, are you are you insane? People are going to pay you that much. (laughs) I was like, you're crazy. And I'm she was like, yeah, let me introduce you um, to Sue Bryce. So then she invited me into the non-member Sue Bryce group. And I just kind of like watched and saw that there were other people that posted what they made through selling. And I was like, wow. Of course, my confidence at the time was not ready for that. But over time with watching all of our Sue videos and actually joining, because it's only $35 a month, I was like, what the heck? I may as well try it. And then I remember when I had my first $1,000 sale from it, I about, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe someone paid me this much. Yeah. Tell me about your first sale. Yeah. It was a it was a senior client. Her dad brought her in and her mom. So I didn't really expect to make a sale because I was like, her dad is no, no way is he going to spend this much money on this. And the dad cried and I cried and they actually paid me $1,000 plus taxes. And it was just kind of like at that moment, I was just like, people will pay for what they value. And her dad valued those portraits of her. But I just, I, I mean, I was mind blown that anyone would spend that much on $1,000. I just couldn't believe it because I'd have to work, you know, almost four days just to get $1,000 from the hospital. And there I was doing it in just one session.
1: Isn't that amazing? There's something that really, like once you get that first big sale, it something clicks, like something changes. And it's such a significant amount of money, or at least, you know, same as what you were saying. And I'm assuming as a social worker, I probably w- made way less than what you did as a travel nurse. But it's like, I think I made like $3,000. My paycheck was generally around three $3,000 per month when mm-hmm. I was a social worker. So to make $1,000 in one session is like, mind blowing, especially you said you were charging $50.
2: Girl, like to go yeah.
1: from $50 to $1,000 is that's huge.
2: When um I told my husband about it, he's always, you know, he's always been a believer, even when I was just 25. He's like, babe, if that's what you want to charge, you do it. And he would help me figure out how to burn the images to a CD, because I wasn't like super tech savvy on doing that part. So he would help with my editing, even at the $25 an hour. And we just kind of talked about like the time that we were spending editing all of these images. And he's like, raise your prices. And we doubled it to 50 and people actually paid it. And then later on, um, we went up closer to $100. And then I kind of took a break. I took a break and actually watched all of the Sue Bryce videos, as many as I could, And then just revamped everything and just changed it. And then that's kind of where I was kind of nervous because my prices, you know, it started at $1,000. And I was like, people are going to think I'm insane wanting to have a booking fee of $150. And then they pay $1,000 on top of that to get their images. And it worked. And you just kind of have to believe in yourself.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and before we go through that process of how, you know, what your pricing is and how you sort of built that confidence, tell me where do you live and what types of shoots do you do the most of? I know you said you do some seniors, obviously, because that was your first big sale. But tell me, tell me a little bit about that.
2: So I'm in Cleveland, Mississippi. Our population is about 12,000. It's a super small community. And there's one other senior photographer here. And when I initially started, that's what I wanted to do was Seniors because they were younger. I was younger. They were easier to do. And as I um learned more about Sue Bryce, I really kind of love women's portraits because when we photograph them, it's a different level of confidence that I see where they transform in front of my eyes. It's like they these are grown adult women that come in very timid. They hadn't seen themselves beautiful in God knows how long. And I'm photographing them and I show them the back of the camera. And the first word is, is that me? And I'm like, we hadn't even done any editing or anything yet. And that's just (laughs) kind of where um, my passion was. So I have done more of that and done like a lot of the white sheet session with them. And I still do seniors, but it's been a big shift from senior photography to women's portraits I'm for here. And we get women that come for hours that will drive to us just to have this done. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. So you're not relying on just the 12,000 people in in your population? No, I
2: market. I mean, I don't go to these other location and market, but somehow they find me um, on Facebook just from people. I guess word of mouth has been the best thing, I think. Um, Just giving that level of experience that no one else here offers with the, like Sue taught us, hair and makeup. Um, You make it all about them. And that that's what every woman wants. That's why we go out and do our hair. That's why we go out and do our, you know, nails and toes and buy all of this amazing things to make ourselves look better. And we're doing that through photography now. And it's just them and they become their own inspiration.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. For people who don't know what the white sheet session is, will you just kind of give a
2: brief overview of that? Um, and I just want to make sure that I don't butcher this word, but it's kind of like a boudoir session. Um, they can be fully clothed if they want to. Or they can take off as much as they want to. Because as you watch that video with Sushi, teaches you just how to move the bra strap down just in case your client is a little bit um, more shy. But she still wants to have that sexy photo of herself. And it just works. So we do a lot of that now. Very cool.
1: Okay. So you started as the a C- with seniors, because that was what you originally wanted. How did you do the jump from $50 to $1,000? I know you said you stopped for a little bit and watched the videos. But how did you did you just like come out the gate once you watched all the videos and were like, here, I, you know, here I am $1,000.
2: So it was a little bit different for me, because I'd gotten to the point where I was like $50, babe, that's not going to be enough. I'd have to do 10 shoots in a month just to make $500. I was like, that that's not going to work. After we watched the video and had to do, we worked, my husband and I worked through it together. We set a minimum of what I could make as a nurse. And that was going to be a minimum of what I had to make with photography. If I couldn't make that, we had to figure something else. So that first year I did work full-time as a um, nurse and then started that photography and finally being confident enough to raise my price. I just had to do it. It was either work really, really hard just to make $500 by doing 10 shoots a month or raise my prices to where the minimum they can spend is $1,000. You know, Sue teaches us, don't make your minimum package something that's going to piss you off. So when I knew my minimum, I was like, if I'm going to do hair and makeup in this, my minimum for each client that they would have to spend would be that $1,000. And I just did it. Because I was like, you know, if no one wants to buy it, at least I still have my nursing. But people did buy it. They did want that experience, and they were willing to spend that money, even dads.
1: I think that's so smart, the way you did that. Sometimes it it is about the numbers. It's like, okay, if I'm going to quit my nursing job, I need to at least replace my income. And how many shoots can I realistically do per month or per week or whatever? And how much do I need to average per shoot? And just kind of go from there. I think that's so smart to do it that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would recommend anyone do that, even if you're working at Target. If you make $500 a month at Target, your photography needs to at least bring bring in a minimum of 500 because then you're just double working yourself. You're still at Target and trying to bust your butt with photography. So at least set that minimum. If they can pay you minimum wage, you can pay yourself minimum wage. When you sit up there and you do the calculation of what you're spending on hair and makeup, how much time you're spending editing, spending with the client, and you actually look at the numbers, that's where you're going to know, oh, I'm paying myself 50 cents an hour. I need to change that. Because at $25, (laughs) when I thought about it at $25 for a full hour shoot, plus all the editing that we did at home we weren't, we were, we were below minimum wage. So at least always make sure you're making above that.
1: Yeah. I think, I think sometimes people avoid the numbers and avoid looking at it because it's, I guess it's, it's scary for some people. I know when I first started out, it was scary for me to think about charging that much money. I was afraid people wouldn't pay it. And I think a lot of people probably feel that way.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I felt that way too. I was scared. No, you just have to, you have to kind of just bite that bullet. You're going to be scared no matter what you do. Even when you transition to a different corporate job, you are going to be scared. You're like, what if I leave my job that I know that I have and I go to this job just for a little extra pay, but then I lose my job. What am I going to do? It's the same thing with your photography. You're like, man, what if I start, I have all these clients at $25, you know, And I have them. Now, what happens when I move my prices up and I lose all of those clients? You're scared. You're like, what if no one ever comes back? And that's a possibility, but you just have to risk it. Someone is going to be out there that's going to love what you're doing. And I mean, my images were green. Looking back at them, I'm like, I can't believe I sold them this for $1,000, but they still have those (laughs) images on their wall. And the mom still texts me years later down. She's like, I love these that you did of her, even though my color was not the best back then. So you just have to do it.
1: Yeah. Your work's very beautiful now. I don't know what it was like back then, but it's very beautiful. And it's kind of a a good example that clients don't often see the technical part of it. I mean, they know what they like and they know that they like your work, but they are looking at just like the memories and just seeing themselves. It's not so much about the technical. Like, of course, if we're going to charge, you know, have an average of $2,000, $3,000, of course, you know, we have to know what we're doing. Yeah. But man, they just don't notice the same technical stuff that we do. They don't notice the white balance being off or. No,
2: they don't notice that there's a blur. Because I like freaked out one time because I'm, I did an immediate reveal and one of the images were blurry. So I blew it up for my client that way she could see it. I was like, hey, look, this is blurry. I don't want to sell you this. I can't do that. And she's like, no. No this is going to be my album cover. And I love it. She's like, it's artistic to me. I actually love the blur. And I'm freaking out. (laughs) I told my husband, I'm like, I need to recreate this whole shoot so we can make sure her cover is sharp. But no, that's what she loved. Just because I don't think it's up to par on what I think it should be doesn't mean the client, you know, thinks that. And we are so critical of ourselves as a photographer. We're so critical, the most critical. Our clients don't care about that stuff.
1: Totally. And sometimes the photo that I think they're going to love the most, they don't even choose. So it's like, you just really never know.
2: (laughs) Yes. I've noticed that happen a lot. So now I do share more images than I normally would. And I kind of make them feel like they're part of the culling process. So they're like, oh, okay, which one do you think I should choose? And I ask them, I'm like, well, which one do you like best? I like to make sure, you know, I chose all of these images that I love, but I want you to make sure you're going home with the best one for you. And they love that because they feel like they're part of this whole big process.
1: Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, are you doing, you know, a reveal or a photo viewing or how does that work for you?
2: So um, mine is just a little bit I'm different. You know, initially when I first started, I did the exact Sue Bryce, the wall, and editing everything before I should, And I just realized that I was spending so much time editing 30 images for the client to come in and then not even pick the ones that I thought that she was going to love. So it's kind of a hybrid between... Sue Bryce and Megan, where I do the instant reveal right now after my shoot, as soon as we get done, I don't do any editing. And I know people are like screaming, they're like, no editing. And I tell my clients, I'm like, go have lunch for an hour an hour and a half, and I will text you when your images are ready. And I sit down and I go through with them. So sometimes I am showing, you know, more images like 50 or 75. But to them, when we go through it so fast, they see all of these and they're like, thank you so much for showing me these. I didn't just get a gallery of all these images that I didn't like. I got to sit here and pick my most favorite. And we go through them together and look at things that needed to be edited And my clients tell me now they feel like they're part of the process. Hey, can you remove my underbags? Or they're like, hey, I like my arms. You can leave them that way. Or they say, hey, I'm not really a fan of my arms. Can you make it just a little bit skinnier? And then we do. And I just take those notes with them right there. So they feel like they're the ones in control. I'm not just editing something and just giving it to them. They're part of that creative process.
1: Okay, so you finish the shoot and then you're like, okay, go have lunch, whatever. And then you're just kind of calling down to at least, you know, get rid of the blinks. and
2: Yeah. So I get rid of definitely, you know, the ones where it's like, you know, you have like a massive double chin because I had you laughing so much and your head was pulled back. Get rid of those, the closed eyes, the blinking, the cross-eyed and, you know, put up the very best one. Because sometimes you are, as the photographer, you're a little bit like stuck between two. So I'm like, instead of me making the decision of which two I like best, I just let my client do it. And it takes that stress off of me.
1: Yeah. And and you know what? There's, there's not one way to do everything. Like if that's what works for you, because you don't use a retoucher, do you?
2: I recently started just because our volume has gotten so high. When we first started, I was the one doing it. all the editing. But now I've gotten so many bookings that I really don't have time to sit down and edit, you know, like 30 images from all of that. So that has helped a lot of um, outsourcing. So I have more time to market. Right, right. But I've only been able to do that in the last year, girl. Okay. You know, like the
1: thought of me showing a client a, a photo that is not retouched makes me have so much anxiety. Like I just won't ever do it. I had an experience when I was still shooting weddings and I was doing an engagement shoot and it was one of my favorite shoots I had ever done, still to this day, of a couple. And it was we, it was when the cherry blossoms were blooming. And it mm-hmm. was just gorgeous. She looked amazing. And I, sh- I never show the back of the camera, very rarely. And I showed it because I was so proud of this photo. And she looked at it and was like, ugh, I look ugly, I look horrible. And then the rest of the shoot, I could tell she was just super bummed out. And, you know, in the end... Once I retouched the photos and she saw, you know, she loved the photos, like loved them, posted them everywhere, tagged me, told everyone about me. But there was something about seeing the unretouched photo of herself that she just couldn't handle. And I swear that like scarred me because I was like,
2: My advice to you on that is sometimes those clients, you're going to have those clients where it doesn't matter what you do, they're not going to be happy. You could do the most... I'm retouching in the whole wild world. I practice it a little bit differently because I show the back of the camera and I'm like, hey, do you like this? Is there anything you want to change on this? And they're like, "Ah, yeah, I don't really like the way my arm is positioned. Can we change that a bit? And I'm like, yeah, let's get back in that same position and change it. And something I think about, my client knows what they look like. We do hair and makeup right there in front of them. They turn around and look in the mirror every single day that they wake up. So they know that they have bags. They know that, you know, um, there's a dark circle under their eyes. They know that stuff. They know that their chest is red. They already know that. So just seeing it on the picture is not, sometimes it's not going to upset them as much as we think it is. You know, in our head, we're like, no, we only want to show a perfect version of them, but that doesn't exist. So, what essentially when I show the back of the camera and they see it unedited, I always sell it up and I'm like, girl, can you believe that I hadn't even edited these images yet? And you look this good? And they're like, Well, I can't even believe that's me. And it works. Of course, I'm not gonna show one of the really, really bad images <laughs> for the back of the camera. I'm gonna show one where the lighting looks good. Um, it's the lighting is so good that it's decreased the wrinkles already. And I show them that and they're like, Wow that's me and you hadn't even done the editing yet? Can you imagine what it's going to look like when you do edit it? And then it just works from there. I had a lady the other day, 69 years old. And of course, I was terrified to show her images unedited. But I was like, she had so many good ones that I didn't want to delete them. So I was like, I'm going to bite the bullet and see what happens. She's 69, mind you. We actually even did a boudoir for her with this as well. And she sees them unedited and she's like, That is the most beautiful I've ever seen myself in the 69 years I've been on this earth. And that was with wrinkles showing, unedited, everything. And she's like, that's just how God made me. and Because I was scared. I was like, she's 69. She has wrinkles. She might kill me for showing her this. But she didn't. She was so happy.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. There's still no way I'll do it.
2: (laughs) still not going to change (laughs) my way. I'll tell you, my sales have been way higher than when I used to sit down and do the editing and waiting. Because now they're going through it and they fall in love with, you know, average right now they're picking at least 16 to 25 images. They can never go down to the eight. And if they do get to go down to the eight, I mean, it's difficult. They're like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Why do I have to pick eight? I mean, it gets like that. You should try it one day with someone that you know is confident and fun. And you'll see just how quick it goes by. I'm like, holy crap. I just did that shoot, showed them the images and made all that money all in one day. And my husband is always like, he's like, you keep going, girl. You made that in one day.
1: So great, when it used to be 50 dollars. Uh, okay, wait, let's talk about your pricing then. So tell us about your packages and your pricing and all that good stuff.
2: So you know when I initially um, started with Sue, so my, my first package was 10 for a thousand. I was comfortable with that. Now my packages have changed a lot. My eight package collection, there's no folio box, it's just eight prints that's matted, and that's going to be 1490. And then you can go up to my top package that is just 25 images with a um, folio box, your choice of color, no wall art, nothing. And that's going to be $36.90. And you either get it or you don't. And they do. They'll get it. And then they'll get 20% off of their wall art that day and they'll purchase it. So it still works. You just have to find that, that ideal client and then work with that client as well if you want to.
1: Is this the same pricing for seniors and for... Yeah,
2: everything, it's all across the same because I'm a very simple person. I don't like to complicate things because if I start complicating them, I get way too confused. And then my, if I'm confused, my client's going to be confused. So it's newborn, seniors. I rarely do newborns, but all of it, it's the same price. There's no discounts. This is what I know that I'm worth and you better you're either willing to pay it or you're not. Um, and that's not including the booking fee. My booking fee has went up to three hundred and fifty dollars from the one hundred and fifty, and then the minimum package is going to be that fourteen ninety, which makes me comfortable because if I made three fifty plus that fourteen ninety plus taxes, I've done good. And then if I happen to have an amazing client, that's like, yeah, let's get that top package and some wall art plus that booking fee of three fifty. It works.
1: Yeah, I love what you said about if this if the, your lower package, if someone buys that and it pisses you off, then it's time to raise your prices. Because yeah. it's that's when when we start to feel resentful that our clients aren't spending a certain amount or whatever, and we feel like we're being overworked and that's on us. It's time for us to raise our prices if it gets to that point, for
2: sure. Exactly. That's what we had to um, learn, my husband and I, because when I was doing the $50 or the $25 and then he did the editing and we had to go buy this, you know, five dollar pack of CD from Walmart to burn on there. I'm like, well out of that twenty-five dollars, we just spent five of it on CD and now you still have to edit. So (laughs) I was ticked. I was I was ticked off. I was like, but then as I went up, I was like, okay, this is my minimum that I will be comfortable working on eight images for with that booking fee and that $14.90. And I will be happy and my client will be happy. And we leave it as that. When I made my first six thousand dollar sale I will tell you, I cried. I took the check to the bank and I cried. I was like, I can't believe this lady values me this much that she just wrote a check for six grand. And she did, and it cleared.
1: (laughs) You're like, and it cleared. (laughs) I know.
2: (laughs) I was like, I I would check my bank account for like two days. I'm like, is it still there? It's still there. But people spend money on what they value. And you have to make sure that your client values what, um, what you're doing for them. Find out the why.
1: Yep, that service is so important. Now, you you had said that one of the things you wanted to do before you actually quit your nursing job was to replace your income. Did you do that?
2: So I actually made more (laughs) as a photographer last year than I did ever nursing, ever. And I mean, I used to work seven on 12 hour shift just like crazy. And just to kind of give an example, when you're like travel nursing and you're working, really, really hard, you can bring home about $80,000. So of course, that's going to be before taxes are even taken out plus travel expenses of renting, you know, a house somewhere else and a car and all of that and flights. And then last year, I did my photography just myself on 38 clients and brought home gross $120,000. And I was like, I have never even grossed that when I was a nurse. So wow. I just kind of believe in yourself when you see that you're like, crap. If I can work this hard on myself and bring that much instead of working for a big corporation and bringing them, you know, a lot of money where they're not even paying you as much for as much work as you're doing, those 12-hour shifts, seven on, seven off about killed me. I'm sure it took about 10 years off my lifespan. This is incredible. Exactly. Here comes photography where I'm like, okay, I just did 38 shoots in a whole year, 38 people, and made $120,000. When my husband and I looked at that, we were just like, "This is what we need to have our focus on: focus on our technique, focus on finding the right client, focus on our business, because you can build from that."
1: Yeah, Hadonica, that's really, really incredible. And especially when you said you were so unhappy before, like how how is life different now?
2: Oh my gosh, it, it's so so. It's way different. If I want to go on vacation, I don't have to go and put in for my boss and say, oh, hey, you know, can you (laughs) approve my time off? And also, will you pay me? No, it's, hey, I'm going to schedule more shoots this week. So I have a lot of extra spending money since I'm doing that immediate reveal. So if I do three shoots that week before and they all even do my lowest package... I have all that money that I'm able to put into our account. And then I can take off a whole week or two weeks, however much I want to, because I'm the one that's doing the scheduling on when my clients come in. So I've just been way happier.
1: There is something about having the freedom, like you said, to make your own schedule, to be your own boss. You're in control of your income. And and I get it. I was in this position mentally. I was 100% there before to let go of a stable paycheck It was a little unnerving.
2: Yeah, you're like, I get insurance, I get retirement, and we did have to figure that out.
1: Yeah, but man, the quality of life is, oh, it's amazing.
2: Let me tell you what I love. I love that. Every day at 12 o'clock, I get to go do CrossFit. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I can go do my Zumba or my Pilates. When I was working at the hospital 12 to 12 or anything like that, I wasn't able to do that. My day was spent at the hospital asleep, and then I'd have three days off out of the week that I try to cram everything in. And that's not, it's not healthy to work that hard and not have time for yourself. Because I am a, I am a true believer in that we really only live life one time And I don't want to spend half of my life or more than half of my life unhappy in a work environment just for money. It's not worth it. Because as a nurse, when I was working and I saw so many people that came in younger or older and they're dying and their regret is that they've worked most of their life and they never lived it. And I want to live life. So now I'm taking scuba diving classes that I wouldn't have been able to do before.
1: (laughs) Scuba diving. Oh, that's so fun. I love your outlook on life. Girl, but
2: my photography has allowed me to do that. It's like photography has allowed me to live the life that I want to live where I feel full and happy and just it's stressful. Don't get me wrong. It's stressful because like when, you know, when COVID started, I was like, oh, my God, there's three months of nothing but we had money set aside because of my business, you know, before I didn't used to have money set aside, but because of my business did so well um the year before we had that money set aside and saving where we were able to survive that three months until we opened back up again.
1: Yeah. Like you said, it's all about being more in control. And when you have income that is more than what your monthly paycheck or what your monthly bills are. You have the ability to save now. It's
2: so great. (laughs) And do things that you love doing. You're not like I'm not stressed where I'm like, oh my God, if I buy this, scuba diving is a super expensive hobby. That I found that out the hard way. I had no idea until I got (laughs) down there. But when I told my husband about it, he was like, Baby, you work really hard to make sure that your business is thriving and that you have this money set aside. You know, you of course want to have money in the bank account, but You make money so you can spend money and enjoy life. If you died tomorrow and left $100,000 in your bank account, what good is it? Exactly.
1: I love your attitude. And I love your husband's attitude, too. It sounds like you guys are a really good team.
2: He stays supportive. I, which I'm really blessed about that to have someone that supportive because, you know, I went back and did my um, master's for nurse practitioner, which was six years of schooling total. So he, we were kind of like when I started the business, I was like, yeah, I know I just finished this, but I really want to just focus on this business. And he had the mindset. He's like, I just want you to be happy. And if that's what you need to do to be happy, let's do it.
1: Yeah, it's so great. No just i I never asked you, do you have a studio or are you doing all these shoots outside?
2: Oh my God, So when I first started girl, Mississippi gets so hot, and that's why I kind of strayed away from the seniors <laughs> because they would mainly want outdoor and It's humid. It's hot. Their hair would drop. As I transitioned to more sue, I changed um, my dining room at first was my shooting area and makeup area. Well, my husband and I, we don't have any kids. So we changed one extra bedroom. It's a 12 by 12 room. So that became my um, shooting room. My dining room became my makeup area and we had an extra bedroom that became my office so I could do my reveals in there just so that clients have more privacy, especially with me doing so many um like white sheet session and boudoir with those clients. And it just worked out. So this is my home. I mean, and of course I keep it clean. I have, um, now I'm able to hire a housekeeper because I make enough money to do so. <laughs> and it's a, considered a business expense. So she comes in before the shoots, cleans up for me and we are good to go.
1: Oh, I love this. That's a block for people having, you know, using a home studio is, and I remember when I was shooting out of my house too, because we have a dog and I just like, I always had to have everything so neat and tidy where I love that. If you add in just budget to have a cleaner.
2: Yeah. You don't stress as much because you're not like, and my house she's amazing. So she knows where like my lights go. She knows, Hey, I can plug If she noticed that my light isn't plugged up, she'll plug it in for me to make sure that the battery stays charged. She knows where my my camera gears go. So when I'm exhausted after a shoot and I've done all that, she'll come in and she'll put all my camera gear to this side of the room because she knows that's where I go to get it. She's like, hey, your light is set up. I um, cleaned the wardrobe for you. And that's just one less thing for me to worry about and more things that I can focus on with my client.
1: Oh, that's so cool. So cool. So smart, too.
2: Business expense, girl. It's a write off.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. It really is. If you think about it, because that is part, it's like having someone come in and clean your office at night, you know, exactly. Absolutely. A write off. So smart. So smart. So you said then you, you kind of moved away from the seniors more towards women's portraits. How are you getting most of your clients? I mean, I know you said that word of mouth is definitely helpful for you, but how are you
2: marketing in general? Um, So I'll be completely honest with you guys, and I know this is probably like a taboo. I do most of my marketing on Instagram and Facebook. I talk really well, like over the phone and stuff like that. But in person, I still get so... nervous in a large crowd and stuff like that. So I don't really go to all the networking events. It's also a town of 12,000. So we don't have a BNI here. We have a chamber and they maybe meet once a month for the... So I don't have all the availability that people in bigger cities will have. So Facebook has been my marketing and I do put a budget aside for Facebook um, ads and Guys, this year, I think I have 30 shoots left on the book and I had not been to one marketing thing this year, especially with everything going on with COVID. It's transitioning to more social media. Everyone is online now. So that's what I do. Right, And I just asked my client, I was like, do you mind sharing your images? And they have no problem sharing their images and then their friends are gonna share it. And then you'll get emails and messages. Just try to make sure that you stay active I'm on that social media and you're reaching out to people and commenting on their status. You look so beautiful in this dress. You know, you can't say social media doesn't work if you're not going to be active on it and you're not going to interact with local people on there. Right.
1: Now, are you doing paid ads or are you just posting and tagging people? And, um, you know,
2: sometimes you- like right now I'm currently running a um, empower women that are over the age of 40. My mom would have been 46 this year and I needed to get advice <laughs> from women that are in their 40s so I could know things that she may have told me and things like that. And that's been a big hit. And that has been a paid ad on Facebook that I maybe put like $10 a day and run it for like i run it during the week for like five days. So that's $50. But when if one person calls because they saw that ad and books my $350 booking fee, that ad has paid for itself.
1: Just from the session fee.
2: Just from the session fee. That's not including the sale yet. So I know sometimes people are like, I don't want to market on Facebook and I don't want to pay for an ad. And that's OK if you can reach everyone organically that is amazing. But sometimes that little boosted post goes a long way and it's worth it. Even if you just book one client from it and they book your lowest package and then set another $50 aside for next time and do that.
1: Now tell me a little bit more about this over 40. So obviously your mom passed away. I'm very sorry. Sorry to hear about that. And this is very important to you and something that you value to be able to speak to women who would have been your mom's age. So how are you bringing that all in Together, like for this campaign.
2: So, you know, Sue taught us a lot about different campaigns, like the Faces campaign that she did. And it's really just a kind of merging a lot of the things that I've seen other photographers do. Like, there's this lady, her name is Dina. She actually came up with the 50 over 50. Well, I was like, If I do the 40 over 40, I can get more women closer to my mom's age and I can hear what they would be telling me to do. And you have to kind of make it your own because just, you know, just copying someone else's thing, it's not going to work. You have to have a reason, your own reason on why you're wanting to do it. So I'm doing a celebration party at the end of the year um god willing where 40 women hopefully will come in and will have their images posted and they can just kind of tell their story right now i have a lady that um she's 45 she survived domestic violence from her husband and she just enrolled in med school and got in and i was like girl you need to get up there and tell your story and you know sharing these story around in on facebook or anywhere it gets shared and people want to tell their story because everyone has a story they want to tell and everyone wants to be heard. Everyone does. Even if we hide, even if we hide behind our computers, we still want to be heard somehow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and okay, so you're treating each client individually is they're paying the session fee, they're doing a shoot, they're paying individually. But then at the end, you bring everyone together to tell their stories mm-hmm. and to share the images. Oh, I love it. Very cool. And are you in the midst of this now with, with yes. COVID and everything? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah um, once our state opened up, of course, we're following um, state guidelines as much as possible. We are um, wearing masks. My makeup art is something that we had to do differently as she normally has her own makeup. But what I just tell my clients, I'm like, hey, things are changing and we have to be able to adapt. Do you mind bringing your own makeup kit from home if you have makeup? And we'll use your makeup to do your face. And most of my clients, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I have no problem. I'll load it up and bring it. That just decreases the um, contamination rate among us. We're all washing our hands and everything like that. And the clients are okay with it. And their makeup still looks great.
1: Right, right. That's really smart. Wow. You just have some really great things going. I, I love it. I love it so much. You know, I just, I think back to like what you said, just feeling depressed and dealing with trauma and as an emergency nurse. And it's like, wow, you really have created really quickly. I mean, it, it hasn't even been that long.
2: No, it's, I think this is my, th- from 2017, this is going to be my third year. And of course, you know, COVID at three months, we didn't do any shooting. So we're playing um, catch up. But it's almost like with everything that happened with COVID, a lot of people, they're just realizing how short life can be. And they're wanting to photograph themselves. They're like, I want to be photographed. I survived that pandemic. You are surviving that pandemic. So come in and share your stories. A lot of parents have had to become, you know, they're not just moms anymore. They're cooks, all day, especially if your kid was in school full time. They want to share those stories. They want to, you know, tell you everything that they've went through and what they've overcome. And our photography really helps a lot of clients with their confidence and with their depression and anxiety that they suffer through. And I tell all my clients, I'm like, you need to be your own inspiration. Take Beyonce off your wall, do this photo shoot, and put yourself on your wall. And then when you walk out the door, you look at yourself and you're like, dang, I, I'm hot. That's me. I look so good. And you walk out of your house with that.
1: Oh, I love it. You obviously make your clients feel really special and really beautiful. And that's such a huge part of it.
2: Yeah, I really love it. It's just it I because I've always wanted to help people. So that's why I went into nursing. Then I realized how stressful that was. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and this way <laughs> I can
1: relate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This
2: way we're still helping clients.
1: Yeah, and you're pretty young too. I'm, I'm I just
2: turned I mean, my birthday was yesterday, so I turned 28 yesterday.
1: Yeah, so you're still very young. I mean, to make to make 125k your second full year as a photographer at 28 years old or you were 27 years old, I mean, that's it's remarkable.
2: Okay, so let me tell really you is. this. I jumped from my first year at those $25 and $50 session, I made $30,000. <laughs> and then the second year, we went to 120 and i was like holy crap that's triple what i made the first time and then so this year we had higher goals which we might bring them down a little bit because we did lose 3 months with everything going on uh with covid so we're going to see i just my goal is always just to make more than what i made last year and just to go higher and like i said i try to keep things simple i don't i don't try to just complicate things and have all these spreadsheets all over the place that I go to, (laughs) just because my mind doesn't work that way. I'm like, I want to get you in, do your hair and makeup and do your photo shoot. You pay, we put it in the bank account. I deliver your items and we move on. And then my husband does the accounting part and all of that. I don't do that part. He does that. And he's like, look at how well you've done. He's like, you made 20 grand this month. And I'm like, in a month. (laughs) (laughs) So it's amazing. a twenty k month is the best, and the most I ever made when I travel nursed was maybe six or eight thousand dollars a month as a travel nurse
1: and most people would think that's a really you know that's a decent living, six to eight thousand and you, you were so and now look, you're like, oh yeah, twenty thousand gross this month, like it's incredible
2: so before I was a nurse, I worked at Walgreens, where I never even made that in a whole year. It'd be a whole year and I'd maybe bring home $14,000. That's when I was 18. But still, I was just like amazed that we you could do that yourself within your own business. This isn't you working for someone else. This is just entirely you doing your own thing doing this. And there's no better feeling than that. Oh, it's so
1: true. It's so true. I think back to when when I was a school social worker, I I don't know when I would have seen my kids. I mean, it would have been like, An hour in the morning as I'm rushing out the door like a wild woman trying to, you know, even now it's like trying to get my kids in the car seats and everything. And I'm not even on that big of a timeline. But And then pick them up from daycare and get like two hours and then put them to bed five days a week. Like, that would have just sucked. It would have been hard.
2: Well, that's how it was when I used to um, see my husband. So I used to work night shifts. So I'd go into work at 7 p.m. I wouldn't get off until 7 a.m. By that time, I was... Tired and grumpy. So I'd come in, and I'd be like, I just want to go to bed and have a glass of wine. And I'd have a glass of wine and go straight to bed. Then I'd wake up around four o'clock, eat, and then it's already five and I see him for two or three hours and then I'm gone again for another 12 hours. And then on my days off, I was trying to sleep to transition my schedule back over. So no, we didn't see each other and we didn't live life. We weren't, we, were just, we weren't living life. We were in the motions of life of just work, pay bills, go to sleep, work, pay bills, go to sleep. No one wants to do that.
1: I love the way that you just put that. You weren't living life. You were just in the motions, You know, doing the motions of life. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that it's so easy to get caught up in that because that's kind of what we're taught to do. You get a job or, you know, you go to school, you you get a job, maybe you go to school, you know, to college, and then you work and you live for the weekends. I mean, that's, I think, like, how we were conditioned as a society.
2: And then take it a step further, take it a step further. Our society is conditioned us to go to school, work until you're 65, then retire. Then you can start traveling and live in life. I'm sorry, but at 65, I probably have arthritis and I'm super I'm like, tired. No. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I want to do. So start living life now is the best advice that I can give to anyone. And if that means that you have to give up a corporate job. That corporate job will always be there. Let's say you try photography and it doesn't work out the first year. It's maybe not as successful. You can always go out and get a job. You will always be able to do that. But will you always be able to say, you have to be able to say that you at least tried for your passion. And even if it doesn't work out the first time, try again you're still living so just keep trying until it gets to where you want it. You can't give up. And when you give up on yourself that's where the issue comes in. Cuz I mean when I went from $25 to $50, I had clients who told me that I was batshit crazy. No one's going to pay $50 <laughs> for your picture. And it was $50 and now here I am where people are spending you know 3 and $5,000 on their pictures and they're happy. They're like I can't wait for you to bring my wall art in and hang it. And they're cool. You're with like it. I'll show
1: you batshit crazy right here. (laughs) That's
2: exactly what I was thinking when it happened. I was like, I'll show you. I actually had this one man that called me. He's like, well, I could do all these pictures on my phone of my daughter. And I was like, sir, you're more than welcome to. Like, I didn't call you for your services. You called me for mine. And this is what my services cost. If it's out of your budget, I, I entirely understand. I don't get to go to Mercedes Benz and say, you know, I really want this Mercedes Benz, but it's out of my budget. What am I going to do? <laughs> so
1: Totally, totally. Yep, people have the choice to, to book us or not, and that's okay.
2: And then you yourself have to make that choice of what you are valued at and not lower it. Even in this pandemic, I know I saw a lot of photographers talking about lowering their prices so they can get more clients. And I'm like, why? Don't do it if you, it's going to take you so much longer to be able to raise your prices back up if you drop them now just to open the door and, you know, decrease that barrier. And Sue teaches us if we want to decrease that barrier, do a voucher, but don't change your prices. I would much rather lose my booking fee of $350 than my lowest package at $14.90. I would still be okay with just that $14.90 and give a client a voucher to come in and try the experience because I know I know in my heart that I'm putting as much of myself into it as possible and love and caring and making my client feel valued, that there's no way they're going to walk away with absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you just said all of that. You're such wise words. I mean, truly. You have it figured out. I love it. I mean, obviously, I know we're always still learning. But at 28, I mean, you have clearly worked some things out. And I'm just excited for you. Like, you are just living just such a, a great life and you have so much life to live and who knows, it'll, you know, grow into even bigger dreams and better things and, you know, as you decide down the road what you want to do. I, I just, I don't know. I just love it. I love, love, love how you're living your life.
2: I am glad we were able to do this podcast because I think a reason that my mindset is like that is because my mom passed away at 36. 36 mm. is super young to me. So young. That Exactly. Ugh. That is super young and I remember my mom, like her... Thing was just working and paying bills and working and paying bills. And then I said to myself when I was younger, I was like, I don't want to be like that. That's not how I want to be. Mm-hmm. And if that means we have to step on a few toes because our prices are a little bit higher to allow us to have the life that we want to, then so be it.
1: Yep. I love that. I just, I turned 43 this year. So when you say your, your mom died at 36, like that, mm-hmm. that makes me just, it just makes my heart just, Oh, it's just the thought of it, you know, and, and the fact that you are taking such a horribly difficult, like one of probably one of the most difficult life lessons that you can learn. It's almost like honoring her in a way to live the life that you want. It's a beautiful way to live. Thank
2: you. I know sometimes people tell me I'm crazy. You do photography full time, and you just do nurse practitioner whenever you want to. I was like, yeah, because I know that I'm so much happier with my photography than, and I don't want to be depressed for the rest of my life. Wow. Well, you just have such a cool business going
1: and such a great frame of mind and I just love it. So thank you for sharing all of that and uh, you know, hopefully people out there will, will really take everything you've said to heart and if someone's you know questioning whether or not they can do this or move forward, you're definitely an example of that you can. Thank you.
2: I'm just really glad that we met that group of people in the Sue Bryce group, because that, yeah. that really helped.
1: <laughs> it helped a lot. Oh yeah. Same same for me. Changed my life, that's for sure. Well, okay, so we are at the point now, just for time's sake, that I get to ask you the same questions that I ask everyone at the end of each episode. And I you know, I'm gonna start with the one that you that I ask where I, I say, What would you say to people who are just getting started? And you gave some really great advice there already just about taking the steps and moving forward or whatever, but is there anything else to someone who's just starting out with their photography business that you would say?
2: I just wanna, that, to that person that's starting out, you're gonna be scared. You are gonna tick some people off because they're gonna think no matter what your prices are that it's too high. Even if you're a $20 photographer, someone is gonna say, why aren't you charging $5? It doesn't matter. You know your worth. Believe that you are worth it. Figure out what that minimum worth is for you and stick to it. Screw what everyone else is telling you and stick to that minimum that you are worth and continue to rise. You know, continue to increase those prices so they match with what you are offering the world. And you're offering a lot by photographing. You're creating history by photographing whoever it is you photograph because in 20 or 100 years, that photograph you created will be all that someone has. And you can't really put a price on that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Okay. So next question is, what is something you can't live without when you are doing a photo shoot?
2: So I'm really goofy and I like singing when I'm doing my photo shoot. I don't know if my clients (laughs) like it. (laughs) Um, Sometimes we sing together. So music during a photo shoot because I'm just in my zone and we're singing and dancing and just listening to loud music. So obviously, you know, my camera, but that music just puts us in in the moment and we're just having fun.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. Very cool. I can't dance. So if you try to get me to
2: dance, I would like... Girl, I can't dance either, but we're laughing. Give me a couple drinks and I can. They're probably (laughs) laughing at me dancing and croaking in there, but it's fun either way.
1: Yeah, I love it. I bet it makes it more memorable too. It does. (laughs) Okay, so how do you spend your time when you're not working, when you're not doing photo shoots?
2: When I'm not doing photo shoots, now I get to spend most of my time with my husband or I'm doing CrossFit and playing with my dogs, which I hadn't been able to do for a really long time. So I've just been really happy to be able to do this and taking vacations, traveling more. We went to Colorado and Jamaica last year and that's what we spend our time doing now.
1: Yeah, so wonderful. Very cool. Okay, and let's see, I went out of order here. Oh yeah, what's your favorite inspirational quote?
2: Mine, and it might sound really weird is, well-behaved women seldom make history. and Ooh, I love I that say, one. Thank you. And I say that because sometimes you're going to have to go against what people want you to do. And they might consider that not being well-behaved, but that's okay. You're making history for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's such a powerful quote. And it's very true. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. And last question, where can people find you if they are looking for you online?
2: I'm my Facebook page, which is just Hedonicus Photography. It's the same thing for my Instagram. And then of course, I have a website, hedonicusphotography.com. So you can always just message me with any questions that you may have. And I try to help out in the group as much as we can possibly do that too.
1: Yeah, I know we've been we've been trying to get this scheduled for a while going back and forth with you because um, I noticed that you are very positive and active in the group and we always really appreciate that. So thank you for doing that and contributing and, you know, just on top of having really beautiful and fun work that you have. We always appreciate that. So thank, thank
2: you. thank you. Someone in our group helped me. So I'm like, if I can help someone in the group, that could be that little boost that they may need sometime.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's like paying it forward.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: All right. Well, thank you again, Hedonica, for just taking the time to talk with everyone and share your wise words.
2: And we really appreciate it. And thank you guys for allowing me to have this opportunity.
1: Yeah. All right. We will see you in the group soon. Yay. See you guys later. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and eight frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.